Oh, hello, and welcome to episode nine of She Does Stand Up 2. Uh, if, if you checked out our Instagram page, which you should. Uh, we, At we, She Does Stand Up 2. She Does Stand Up 2. Um, we asked people if they wanted to hear the six-minute conversation <laughs> we had on Trump at the beginning of this episode. Um, so uh, some of you didn't want to hear it, so what we did was we took that clip, we cut it, and then put it at the end of the episode. Because who wants to start their podcast with that nonsense? It's a little aggressive. It's a little uh, tense to... Yeah. To, no so check it out, or don't. When we start talking about Trump, you can just turn it off. You can oh. just turn it off. But do follow us on Instagram and give yeah. us some ratings. Oh yeah, rate and review. I've been told that's a big thing. And also tell us what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise we're just going to keep pulling subjects out of the ether. All right, have fun. Enjoy the episode. Why, why were we talking about... I don't know. Trump. Twitter? Yeah, I guess because we were talking about... Twitter. Coronavirus and Twitter oh, coronavirus. and all that. I had the flu this week. Yeah, you Wasn't were real fun? sick. I was out for... Not the coronavirus. Just the, the good old-fashioned flu. Because he didn't flu. get a flu shot. I've never had the flu before. Have you had the flu before? Yeah. Not when? I've had it a month, multiple times. I've gotten a lot... I've gotten mono twice. Because it turns out if you beat the shit out of your immune system every mm. single day by swimming four hours, you're going to you're gonna be more susceptible to a couple but of things. You said you, cause you said you didn't get sick for years. I didn't once I started... So I got very sick in high school... Mm-hmm. A couple times, and then in the beginning of college, especially in the dorms, because the dorms are just like, there's so it's a much. Petri dish. It's a petri dish, exactly. Once I moved out of the dorms and got a little older, and my training have changed a little bit, I um, didn't get sick nearly as much. I also like had you stopped a good, eating French fries for meals. Yeah, <laughs> I ate a lot healthier. I just I learned how to best take care of my body at yeah. that point. I get sick like once a year. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And you it's get, always... You get one, like, pretty, you know... I spent... like, a 102-degree fever. And he was like, should I cancel my spots? It's like, <laughs> yes, you... I did you cancel spots. You haven't been out of bed all day. You've been in bed for 20 hours. Like, I, yeah, you should cancel your spots. You know what was the, the biggest indicator to me that I was really, really sick was uh, I didn't eat. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I was so sad I didn't eat. I was so sick I didn't eat. I was so tired I didn't eat. I'm like, Never. Never am I too yeah, tired to eat. Either. I can always eat. And I was just like sitting there like I need to get up and like make myself something to eat and I I can't I can't get up to do it. Aww. And I, I just sat around sweaty. Yeah. It knocked me out for three days most like yeah, three days of canceling spots. So yeah, well, also have... canceling spots I don't I don't do yeah. for sh- no. I'm gone on stage of food poisoning. Uh but then I'm back. Well, I think it's karma because he was if you recall earlier this uh month giving me crap for canceling for being sick or not going to a mic. Hey, but this canceling is not when, when I got <laughs> not back signing up voluntarily for a mic. When I got back on stage, I had way better sets. I always cuz my energy was a little lower and my voice was a little lower. And um, that always always helps my performances. I love going up sick. I said that. And... It helped this week and then I did a set and then uh, right as I was walking on stage at the cellar I walk past, uh, uh, a figure walks past me because it's the, the lighting. I'm like, hey, Matt. And I look and it's Mulaney. God, that's, I'm I was so like, well, I'm upset do... that I didn't go to that one. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm not trying that new stuff and now. And ironically, I didn't go because I was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. You know, like I don't, yeah. I think like, maybe I'm getting what Matt's getting. I'm just going to chill. And then I missed getting to see Mulaney at the solar. And I'm... Yeah. He ran his, uh, his. Uh... thing, right? I gotta say, that guy's pretty funny. Is he? Is he good? He's, uh, (laughs) boy. Boy, he's... He's a legend. He's so fun. He can can milk the the silliest, most, like, not not mundane, but, like, specific... He takes specifics out of, like, otherwise ordinary interactions. Very ordinary. Not not interactions anymore. Now he's kind of hitting history. Oh, really? A lot of this was, like, history. It was a lot of Second and Third Amendment... Uh, uh, did a like a leap year joke? What else did he do? I mean, it's online. Um, yeah, but very, very impressive. Very. You can fun listen to, watch. to us kind of me broadly ask questions mm-hmm. about this set, and Matt give us topics, or you can just go watch. The go SNL. watch it. Yeah. No, this is the summary. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> we're gonna kind of history ish. Let's play it and give commentary. Let's put the let's play it right now and catch the audio. Distant and muffled. Yeah, I was going to say, are you allowed to do that? I don't think you're... I have no idea what the legality of podcasts is. 
Because that seems like you shouldn't be able to... Isn't it weird we're at the point now where there's still all this restriction on TV? Like, I have to sign... I have to send my wardrobe options. I had to take pictures of 10 shirts over to a network for what I potentially wear, run my set to make sure there's no song lyrics or brand names that might infringe, right? Sign 10 pages of paperwork so they can put me on a TV show I want to be on. But a person on the street can videotape me with their camera on the worst day of my life, and that gets 15 million views because it goes viral. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they have phones and bags now at you know the clubs. It's so great. You like it? I love it. I, I just like what don't. You said, what? I think. Can we say this? The the quote from Nikki. Hunter? Nikki. We said that, didn't we? I don't think we said it. She goes. I hate. She she says. She hates uh, Glazer. Uh, that they've taken away cell phones because that was how she got all her cute pictures with people like snapping. I, I think get all about her that different outfits a lot, on stage. actually, because that's it's very funny. It is true, but then there's show photographers as well. Sure. I guess you get better pictures, but it's just like, like to get off of us, I would, I would really enjoy that part. And, you still uh, like pictures of you on stage. I mean, I have like four. Yeah. So, See, to me, I'm like. I love them. To me, it's just like, ugh, do something else with your life, Matthew. All you do is stand up. Like, get a picture of you at the beach. Get a picture of you doing other that's things. So I get like sick of seeing myself on stage. I'm like, yeah, that's. Yeah. When did I used you get to like love posting those. What's that? When did you get sick of that? How many years in? Start um, my countdown. New York. I think when I got to New York. In LA. Oh, okay. It was so that's the... pretty far. Yeah. What, what... Very far in. You moved here at six years in? Mm-hmm. Seven years in? Six. I have no sense of time. And it keeps going. Keep having this question. It time. It moves. Yeah. It's six years and then I'm eight years in now. No. Six years and now it's eight. No. Eight and a half. I'm not rounding. I always round up. I'm like, why am I rounding up? I want to be eight years until I'm nine. I don't like. How long have we lived here? Uh, uh, Three in May. Does that make sense? No, four in May. Three in May. We moved here in 2017. May 2017. Oh my god, it feels like 10. Yeah, it actually feels like longer. Oh wow. New York City, I think it's also because, you know, I lived in Rhode Island and Austin and there's just not as many different things going on all the time. Mm-hmm. I loved the such wonderful places to live, but here there's so much excitement and every mm-hmm. single day is so packed to the gills, it seems, that time almost felt like it slowed down. Remember what my mom said? What did your mom say? Oh, God. And she, she looked at my <laughs> Instagram and she was like, wow, you and Laura just do so many fun things. I go, yeah, I guess we do have a pretty active life. She goes, don't have too much fun. Then life just flies by and you die. <laughs> it's a classic Anne. Classic Anne. You and I both moved a lot. Yeah, like, we mo- well, we moved a the, lot when we first moved here. No, I mean in our lives. In our lives in general, yeah. And but then, you lived in, so what were your time frames? Uh, born in Dallas. Born in Dallas, but I like... Left by... I don't really remember that. What age? A couple, couple years. Okay. I don't know. Got to... I lived in Arizona for three years. What age? Tucson, ages? Arizona. I, um, like... Until you were... First, second grade. Okay. So six? You left in sixth grade? I guess. Grade. What, how, well? I have no also concept five, of five, children. I think you start first grade when you're five. When you're five? Five or six. No, kindergarten yeah. when you're five. Yeah. Um, also, that means you have to have a kid at home for four years. You have to deal with childcare and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. You think a four-year-old's like... I don't know. Which means Eden... Does Eden start first grade yet? How old? She's three? No. She's, I think, almost five. I'm clearly not ready for, for children. No. I, I, know, no I know... I was going to say your niece is... But I guess she's technically not your niece until we get married. May or may not happen. You know what I want to do? I have an idea. Uh-oh. We should send out not engagement cards. Pictures of us professionally taken and that just says we're not engaged. Just a reminder, everyone, <laughs> we are not engaged. We are not. She is not my fiance. He is not my that, fiance. To do that, like, periodically. Yeah. <laughs> like, every do that? six months, everyone's like, just get, like I don't another know, not engaged. 40 addresses. Card. Just like friendly reminder. Everyone everyone's, keeps making those mistakes. We thought we'd send out cards. We are not engaged. You want to do that? One of my biggest regrets of my life is when I left, lived with uh, Johnny Montgomery and uh, Greg, who was the male model. Johnny's handsome enough to be a male model. Greg was a male model. 
were, uh, we wanted to do pictures of us all in robes in a field looking sexy and just send out a Christmas card for our Hampton address. That's awesome. And we never did it. So I think the not engagement photos is... Uh, all right. Let's do it. Perfect. Did we spoil it by putting it on the podcast? If they got it spoiled by listening to the podcast, then... They earned the, the spoiler. Yeah, they earned the spoiler. Like, now people, if our friends are listening, like, man, I hope they make the cut. I know, it's the... Well, then you'll already have all the addresses. <laughs> yeah. Just constantly. And we, we have to have, like, send a response back. If, if you're surprised, to check yes. Yeah, RSVP. <laughs> we can't send it to, like, we have to send it to peers. I can't send it to, like, my my aunt. Because they just uh, see engaged. If you it to the bit, you would. That, wouldn't get it. We'd have to explain I know, it to and that's, Who cares? That's the funny part. It's just being like, no, we're just not engaged. Just make sure you know that. We should hire Mindy for this. <laughs> I'm I'm down. Okay. I need a tan first, though, because I am terrifyingly pale well, after, right now. After LA. After LA. I go to Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go back to comedy now. That was fun. I like that idea. Mm. What the, I'm always down for stupid shit like that. I need more stupid shit. Some of my favorite comedians, like, what was the Hannibal did that thing? Like, that makes me, makes my head spin. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh my god. Like, this to me yes. is, a good comedian doesn't just tell jokes on stage. They make jokes happen in their life. Hannibal their Burris. Their life is a joke. The, yeah, Hannibal Burris was, uh, a genius. uh in, in Spider-Man Homecoming and was invited to the premiere, a Marvel premiere, huge <laughs> fucking deal, and he couldn't make it. He was just out of town for something else. So he just went on Craigslist and he says, hey, if there's any other black man uh, who even vaguely looks like me, I'll pay you $50 to go to my premiere with my credentials and take interviews as me. And a guy who looked, who was black and that was the end of his qualifications. <laughs> that was the end of that doppelganger criteria list. I went and, and did interviews and <laughs> where's, where's, I, I need to write down, I need to include a link to this yeah. interviews. And I'm like, that to me is a funny <laughs> so person. Also, That's so funny. What a, what a low... Uh, Does he do a ton online? Like social media, Hannibal? Yes. Why yeah. do I follow him? I don't know. He does a lot of like weird trolling. and He was obsessed with Riff Raff for a while. <laughs> I mean, he went to see Riff Raff abroad, I think. <laughs> Um, God, he's a lot. Yeah, he is. Yes. He's but he is. Uh, he's good at like. It's kind of trolling. He kind of like fucks with people. He's he's great. I'm trying to think of other people who like make jokes out of their day to day life. Can you think of anything like that? You don't have to look this up now. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're pulling a Broussard here, being on your phone, and you could be in the moment. Wow, I got called out. Um, yeah. No, I can't. I mean, I can't think of anything on that level. Bringing. <laughs> Just he also random black, no work, not even doppelganger, but just like another black guy. <laughs> no work for him. What? That took no work for him. I know. Also, what an easy thing! Like literally, he's just he sends someone, uh, he forwards someone an email, and then gets amazing clips to put online. There's someone else who did that, so something funny. like that. Oh, so Kelsey so- Kane signed up for the uh, New York City like beauty pageant. And like documented the whole thing. I mean, uh, kind of as a satire on the whole process. And mm-hmm. then the New York Times did a whole write up on it. It was uh, like that to me is a really cool thing to do. Just random life experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I need to do that. Live more. I need to. I need to sign up. Matthew, did you know you only live once? Yeah. That's gonna hit one day. That'll be too late. My biggest fear is like I get cancer. Oh, and then beat too. and then beat it and then I'm still just a lazy piece of shit that it doesn't like. <laughs> You're still like. Yeah. And I'm still like, yeah, I'll just wait until I get order another kind of cancer. <laughs> I'll get my life together next decade. I'm such a piece of garbage. No, you're not. That's I not am. True. Um, but that kind of stuff is very good for the gram. What is the what is the thousands digit? Why, We're watching why did, the timer on the on the, and the it audio. And it goes Yeah, which like those aren't flickering at any meaningful a thousandth of a hey, second. Yeah, you have to know you're set to the thousandth of a second. It's just going. <laughs> <laughs> so loud. 
Oh wow, it really fucked up. The <laughs> yeah, it really got. Oh, I'm so sorry for your headphones. Uh, your poor eardrums. What did we want to? Did we have talk? We had like we a, had wrote topics, some like rough so topics. Oh yeah, Twitter. Well, I mean, I guess about social media in general. The Hannibal Burris story is pretty funny. Uh, that's a definitely one of the best ways of using it that I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. Non-traditional. Not uh, everyone can just substitute someone else for their Marvel premiere. No, no, you have to be um, in the movie. In in the movie, I I like Twitter personally and Facebook for joke writing. Yeah, I like putting tweets on there. I think I started. I was a couple years in the comedy when I started doing that. I remember the first joke I put online. Really? And it was years before Did I felt good at it. Did you start the account um, as a comedian? No, I started the account as Monday Punday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We, talk, we talked about that. Monday Punday. That's that's, uh, that's. Oh yeah, not we necessarily talked about true. that. We talked about it because you brought the puns to our first date or second date. Yeah, but I started doing Monday Punday before I started doing comedy. About a year. So you were doing comedy or doing Monday Punday for a year, and then you started. Uh, maybe six months. Yeah, I think it started Monday Punday like October twenty ten, and started doing comedy in June. Oh. Uh, twenty eleven. Okay. But I like um I like doing I've Twitter the the following I've built off Twitter has been a lot from the jokes I post on Twitter, and then uh, Facebook You're a good I post Twitter jokes. Writer. I just post a lot also, of jokes. I love the fact that comedians are like the last group that uses Facebook. No one uses Facebook. Oh, oh, they mean comedians do use Facebook. Yeah. Comedians love Facebook. I love it. Yeah. And none of my normal friends are on it. What what do they use? Instagram. Almost. Yeah. I like Instagram. Me too. Absolutely. But I just like, they don't post on Facebook really. You don't use Twitter at all. And none of your friends use Twitter. No, none of my friends use Twitter. Yeah, Twitter Twitter is. Very Ugh, much an echo chamber. Vile people. <laughs> I have a sides. Twitter, but and I used it when I was swimming. But then once I retired, I was like, "This is dead to me now." Yeah. And I've tweeted like three times since. Was one of them a joke? No, because the you problem must have is, a job that you can't really get away with posting. And, posting and it's tough. Posts. Yeah. I, I, how do you do that? Because the jokes that I want to post are not that they're gonna get me in trouble, but it's very much not my job or swimming. Mm-hmm. I don't, I hate to say brand, but like persona, mm-hmm. my swimming, pers- everyone, cause swimming is like, you're advertising yourself to children primarily. Children. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> so stifled. Yeah. I mean, people, like I was, I had a contract with a swimwear company that provided, you know, technical swimwear. And most people who are buying those are 18 and under kids on club teams getting ready for their championship meet. So you have to have an image that's super, you know, squeaky clean and like inspiring quote-unquote to younger athletes uh which is cool i mean and it's a huge honor to even consider yourself potentially someone worth looking up to in that regard and you've obviously have to be quite fast in order to get the opportunity but as a result like comedically i mean i was doing improv and stuff while i was swimming and so anything i wanted to put out on that side i really couldn't not not really i would do some little jokes in relation to swimming but they were so cheesy, just like mm. simple. I mean, if I was a good writer or, you know, had really focused on it, I could probably do. You did start a Twitter account. Yeah, no, it's not even worth. I, you, like little things like that. Can I, can I bring it up? I haven't really tweeted on it for like a week. But. You started a, a, if, correct me if I'm wrong, a, uh, a Twitter account of tech jokes, like tech workplace jokes. And I think this is a, a grand idea. Well, I appreciate your support. Because uh, Goldman Sachs Elevator started the same. Overheard Connecticut. Shout out to Overheard Connecticut. Was like kind of started as like a, mm-hmm. just a joke about a very niche culture that weirdly caught on. And, and, and people can like start careers from that. The, uh, the best example is the modern Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I forget. Those that's Twitter, someone, some that's someone famous. That's someone who's made a career outside of that very well. And that was their resume that served us. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes sense. Just just to have the idea and see it through is is enough to impress people. Oh, did you tell Peretti had a website early on called Black People Love Us? <laughs> it was her and another, I assume, white person, but I can't remember what it was. Back when a website could be popular. Now That's people so refuse funny. to go on web browsers. Yeah, you have to have a an app that connects directly to it. Oh, have you seen Harris Alterman's? Instagram? 
No. He's a friend of uh, Joffrey and Dale. And oh, wait, is he the business guy? Yeah! I see. Those are those. so, so good, but like, that's... What is it called? We should... His, it's him. It's, it's Harris Halterman. Okay. Yeah. And mean to reference it. And actually, not... let's double check him getting his name right, because that, that'd be shitty to give I'm him a shout sure. out. That's what it is. This is just a follow Friday. Uh, his his Twitter handle is, uh, I think it's just the Harris Alterman. Let's see, the Harris, Someone the did. Harris Alterman. Yeah. Wow, yes, and he's at twenty six thousand followers. That ain't nothing. Business hacker. That's what it is. Business hacker. And then he has a TikTok. God, TikTok is the most confusing form of social media it, right it, now. It's a. Uh, it supports one of my favorite theories in comedy. Oh no, it's a Colin Quinn quote. Uh, in the specific is the universal. Of what you think is niche actually can can connect to people way deeper. Well, that's that's giving so much a compelling, a very compelling deep quote to TikTok, which is mostly not hot, TikTok. No, I'm talking teams. about Harris Alterman. Oh, no, 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 okay. fuck TikTok. I don't like TikTok. <laughs> the one like video I posted, someone's like, "This joke is bad," and it's like. Fuck, like, how does an, like, a fucking 18 year old, like, pothead get to go on my, I can't even delete the comment. Like, you can't? No. That's awesome. That makes me very angry. That gives me a lot of power. (laughs) Don't be a troll. I fucking hate trolls. What if I just become an internet troll? Why is my voice so much louder than yours? I don't know. Because you. Are you hearing it loud? Oh, always. You sound loud. But then you also hear your sound inside your own brain. We got, we got multiple people saying your voice was soft in the last episode. Yeah, I think just in comparison to your voice, everyone's voice is soft. What if I'm back here? Can you hear me from back there? It's a little echoey. I don't know. Echo, I mean, I'm echo. really close to the mic, so this should be okay. If it's not, you know what? We're starting a podcast Once about again, sound audio engineering. Yeah. that Monday Punday, please. At Monday Punday. Yeah, I... So has social media been helpful for me what what should young comics do on social media i just say get started like just start just, posting just jokes. start po- whatever so you want to try, try everything because you you're gonna fail you're gonna fail in finding whatever why it is, you do. is that so different than from posting video clips i mean you're uh you and i have different philosophies your your philosophies let it rip and you can take it down later i i still like to be a little precious but it's so funny because if it's a video you're like careful but if it's a, just a tweet it'll be i'll have a conversation with matt and then i'll look on twitter and he's tweeted like three times in the last hour yeah. and it's like quotes from our conversation that's where i get my best stuff rude what well, i'm rude. not stealing that i mean it's it's just funny whenever you speak to a comic just know that you you have a weird court reporter putting all your stuff out onto Twitter. That happened with Joff. We were, we're, having, we're, we're texting back and forth, and then I he said something, and then what he said ended up as a tweet. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right, I, I get thought this was impromptu writer's room. I get it. Um, it's, it's annoying, though, because you have to be... If you're early to any of these platforms, you could be a Rob Delaney. You could be... That's why TikTok right now, I think at all comics are kind of looking at it like... Well, I don't, I don't really know what's going on there, mm-hmm. but I feel like I should give it a whirl, but I can't because it's very difficult to figure out. You can reply to tweets or reply to TikToks, talks, TikToks. Yes, yeah, everyone has the potential to go viral though on, on TikTok. Any single post can go big where it's like you have to build your way up. What's very interesting is while people moved away from Twitter thinking it would become this toxic political thing, uh, there's at least two women who have like jumped back on and turned it into kind of a revitalized platform for comedy videos, Rachel Sinnott and uh, Eva Victor, and have, have hit huge followings as a result. Really? Uh, and uh, I think Eva's working for Comedy Central making content now, really good content. Uh, and, and all because everyone's like, oh, I guess we're so late to the party. But everyone had that par- idea for Twitter, like that had the idea that they were too late to Twitter, that they were able to come back in and catch a new wave. Man, that sounds very simple when you say it like that. Yeah. But what does that even Or Or that's also discrediting what they did. They also found kind of a new way to utilize it. I've just never had luck with videos on Twitter. I've had luck with videos on Facebook and on um, Instagram. But Twitter to me is just jokes. What's interesting about Twitter is obviously you can retweet. And Facebook you can share. Yes. But on Instagram, 
You're yeah. kind of stuck. You're stuck. Sure, minus the discover page, but that takes a lot of work to hit. Yeah, the discover page just doesn't seem like something you can rely on. I'm lucky and I can kind of rely on the Comedy Central. Because you know the most, well, I guess the comedy is important, but... You know the most what? Important thing is just how many people like you. That's it. Yeah, and it, it really relates to touring. It, it dictates your, 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 your price on the road. It can get you... How much does that come into play when you're talking to your agents and stuff? I don't know, but it does come into play when my agents talk to clubs. My agent always says to me, you need to start a podcast because that's one of the most direct ways to sell tickets. When I, the, the, the data I get from podcasts, I can show how well we can plug people into what markets. He says it makes my job super easy. Because you, you can just, see how many people are listening per region? Yes. And it's a more active way of... So, whenever I try to promote shows on any of the platforms, um, it it's hurt by the algorithm. So it's really hard to like, I have to post all these good jokes or videos to... To keep moving myself up, and then I take a dip every time I try to promote something or put a, a picture with text on it. Hmm. Facebook is maybe the most friendly to promotion. Also, uh, I, I, this is something you reminded me that's still true for me, so it's especially true for new comics. Don't be afraid to post when you have shows coming up. It just makes you look busy, and looking busy is never bad. Yeah. I I booked a, 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 a writing job I can't really talk about, but a, quite a prestigious one and a lucrative one just because I happened to be hanging out on, on a day where there was a comic I hadn't seen in a while who saw me and that just put me at the top of their mind. Top of mind, baby. Top of mind. It's what I'd known for years, but you're, you're there the right day. I You have to remind your, remind people you're alive. Mm-hmm. It's your your sales techniques yeah, so applied to my job tech, or yeah. I do tech sales for large companies here in New York for software. It's so boring comparatively, but it's a lot of It's very know, interesting to comics. Yeah, and I mean it's a lot of like, you know, trying to break into um these like niche groups of people who know this thing about very specific software mm-hmm. types or who are in control of very specific functions within a company. And how do you bring your content to them? And it's very simple, like human stuff at times is, you know, you get to know what's interesting to them Mm -hmm. and bring it to them in ways that they will see it and then continue to, you know, pop up regularly in their mind. So be it on LinkedIn, be it hosting an event, be it going to something that they're doing, you know, engaging with them in various different ways. I mean, it's ultimately just partaking in the community. I have, I'm I'm part of the community. Happy from what I've learned from you because I think a lot of people, especially comics, have a like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross view. What's that? Uh, the the uh, uh, Alec Baldwin movie. Always be closing. Coffee is for closers. Like that oh. that whole movie about sales, where it's very skeezy and right. duplicitous and 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 and, and pushy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and what I've learned from you is you're very. Well, if you're interested, please give us a call. Like it's 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 very. So I think that that's direct, that's, but we've not talked forceful. about that with. There's like this weird, you know, vibe around the concept of networking, when in reality, networking means like making, making friends. new friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't understand why you wouldn't want to network. And like, if if you're trying to network with people you don't like, then yeah. that's tough, right? Then maybe don't network with those people. And also maybe stop calling it network and just call it just like hanging out with friends. See, that's why I like the term networking. When I go and hang out at a show, then, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Matt afterwards, on. he's like, "I'm gonna stay here and network," and I'm like, "You're gonna, you're gonna just talk to your friends. Yeah. That's like totally you're, fine. I'm just lonely. Just, yeah, that's why you have just... to make this grand <laughs> excuse to see your your buddy. It's for my career. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah, I'm like... just trying to get high outside of the stand. Yeah. Yeah, with a friend and just catch up. And talk shit. Talk so right. much shit. We'll just talk about like But that a TV salesman show. that salesman personality is you, you have to pretend it's not there, but it's it's so much. Oh Obviously, I, saw, I saw something I love this week and I realized there's a math equation. My excitement for a comedy comic is equal to their ability divided uh, their ability as a comic divided by their ability to network. So I saw someone who was really funny, but horrible at selling herself. And I was like, I love you. Oh. <laughs> like, you'll never email to get booked. You'll never ask for a showcase. And that makes me like you so much. Well, 
Yeah, that's, that's... It's just nice to see. Obviously, you do have to... Because then it gives me the chance to sell her. Then it's like, what's your email? I'll help you find shows kind of thing. Do we want to move on to the topic of recommendations? No, I actually want to... I want to talk a little bit more about that because that's been one thing I haven't really done much of at all is like email for spots or like, you know, reach out to people trying to get on shows. Mm -hmm. What would you consider proper etiquette for that? My thing... Um, is I try to, or at least when I was didn't have the credits, I would go and hang out at a show. Uh, always helps to go if you know someone on the lineup. Hit up a friend, say, hey, I saw you doing this show. Can I join you? Uh, people do that to me all the time. I do that to people all the time. Go and hang out, and if they're, hopefully they're nice enough to introduce you to the host and uh, introduce them, introduce yourself, or be introduced to, to the host, to the, 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 the producer, um, then go home, wait a day, and send an email, say, hey, we met, very nice meeting you, would love to do your show, here's a clip. That's all you need to do. But I think the face-to-face -face is always going to lubricate that message. Uh, a cold call uh, goes straight into the abyss most of the time. If you just send a message to a booker of a show, right. not having met them. I can do that now a little bit because I can just like link to Tonight Show or something like that. And if it's like a, a Brooklyn bar show, there's a decent chance they'll book me. But um, even then, I still like to just go with friends just to, to get the FaceTime. Right. I always feel really weird. And I guess that's the key is to go with, to a show that you know someone or go with friends and just watch the show like in the audience, you know, straight up. I like you know, watch from the back. Or watch yeah. from the back, whatever. But I just feel so anxious and out of place sometimes yeah we all do that's why you go with a friend yeah and uh it's so funny that's why the term networking exists like you can be like no i'm here for like i also enjoy watching comedy i'm yeah. a big big fan absolutely no that's the one thing is that you can always you, you always so, learn watching comedy my worst nightmare is getting to a mic or something like that before it's started and or like a little bit too early and if you're by yourself and then just kind of awkwardly there and Especially if people know each other, but you don't know any of them. This happened to me at a mic a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it makes me feel like middle or elementary school again, where you're just so, you're like, ah, oh, they all know each other, and I feel weird and awkward, and yeah. like I stick out. It's the high school cafeteria. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, why through, are they... I, 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 I got a message, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, from a comic this week who's new to New York, but from an, he, he, he built a fan base out of where he came from originally. Really funny comic. And uh, uh, he was like, I'm, I'm not booked a lot. I'm not going up every night. I would love to do more shows. Do you have any advice? And I, I told him, yeah, just go to, go to hang out at shows. He goes, yeah, it's just awkward. I don't even like, then look on lineups for people you know. You clearly know comics. Ask to hang. Go hang out. And then send him a message after. I'll go with this guy. Yeah. And hang. <laughs> have friends, yeah. It helps it's, a lot. It, it's, yeah, and obviously, like, then you have to just coordinate with people, which is easy enough to do. Mm -hmm. But are, so it's it's partially just being organized enough. And also, knowing what shows are what nights and what are good shows to go hang out at. And I guess it's just, like... Flyers, yeah. Flyers, Facebook like, events. Kind of just writing them down or something. You do a screenshot every time you see yeah, a Yeah, I've been a, screenshotting a and yeah. putting it into a shared album. Yeah. I just need to actually go back and look at those more and start to, to go to more of them. But then trying to like, yeah. I just yeah need not, to get... Other people feel very alone hanging out at shows too and you can really bond over that. And those are those are strong bonds. Those are covalent right, bonds. Right. Um, I guess we're all just feeling awkward. Yeah. And then the, the other thing, is that enough on that? Did we go into that deep enough? Because I feel like I could talk about that one forever. But like, you go hang out at shows. Cold calling. If, you, if, you're, if your messages are not being replied to, you can't take it personally. I had right. that happen with Union Hall. I had messaged the, the guy who runs Union Hall maybe twice. I was like, wow, Union Hall fucking doesn't like me. And they clearly don't. And I went to a, a show there where I was booked. And the guy walks up and goes, hi, I uh, run the place. Uh, you emailed me. Yeah. Um, I meant to email you back. And then we talked it right there. He just has a lot of emails and didn't yeah. have time to respond to mine. And I took I... it so personally. And then when you see him in person, you're like, this guy doesn't hate me at all. Yeah, I actually think about that in relation to like work and all the random emails that yeah. are going back and forth all the time, and it's, it's the, awkward. The bad news is they don't care about you. The good news is they don't care about you. Yeah, I mean they don't know you. They don't. Yeah, it's it's not it's not hatred. There's it's not too love. Many damn people there, in this city. There's so much space in between those two. Uh, it's, it's this you know polite indifference. The the other question I was asked about to talk about 
uh, was uh, etiquette regarding recommendations. This is oh, trickier. Oh, yeah. This is trickier because well, I don't is, ever think... This is think, so far from, but, but very useful for the I think listening. The only people I feel comfortable asking for recommendations from, can you recommend me for shows while I'm in town? It should be people you have phone conversations with, like that level of friend. Like on the Or phone. frequent texting. Okay. Free, let's even, let's uh, loosen that to frequent texting friends. Yeah. Um, but you're, really you're, close. You're really big on phone conversations. Yeah, I have, I have like a pocket of maybe 10 people. I love Danny I love Chase, Aston Joffer, uh, in, in the comedy world. JP. Um, the, uh, the one, yeah, I, ideally with recommendations, you should, uh, I, I think a lot of times if I work with a comic on the road, I will offer if, if, if it's someone who I want to help, I will offer to help. I'll say, Hey, if you're ever in these cities and need help finding stage time, let me know. Uh, I can't do much for people in LA besides right. send you a list of shows that's one thing you can do is like, do you have a list of shows? Asking me to help you get on shows is asking for potentially hours of my time, mm-hmm. um, which I might not always have or just might not feel like doing. Um, but if I've offered, and I definitely do offer some people, then yeah, um, do that. Uh, what else? Did I, did I explain that very clearly? I mean, this is such a foreign... I'm so far from asking anyone to recommend me for anything. Besides yeah. potentially you. Especially... But that's because yeah. we sleep in the same bed. Clubs. I will say, uh, with the cellar, my process with the cellar was I was... Uh, like, I called I called Jeff Ross, who's not a person I call very often. Yeah, um, but you're, like, good friend. I mean... We've worked together. Yeah, you've worked he's, together. He's helped me a lot. Enough and, that it's, like... But it was, a, it was, like, a call where I was, like... <sighs> like... Right. Take a deep breath, and I was like, "Hey, I, I would love to, um, you know, you're you're one of the comics I believe that could help me with this, and if you'd be comfortable with it, I was trying to see about like you know getting in there. Is it weird to call him out now? Are other people gonna ask him for advice? What ended up happening was he was he was like, "Yeah, let's let's take this kind of a a, a longer approach, and I'll, I'll introduce you. You'll come hang out a few times, and then I'll try to put the idea mm-hmm. into the Booker's head. And before that process could." Materialize. Uh, materialize fully. Uh, Comedy Central pushed me through. Pushed me through. They didn't push you through. That's really underselling what you accomplished. Comedy Central uh, uh, put me on the had, this week of the happens. Comedy Cellar, which served as my showcase, and that happens. Yeah. But um, that was a situation that was delicate, and I was I was very prepared for Jeff to say no. Um, yeah. And if you're listening and you're a friend of Jeff, don't ask him. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's getting asked for quite a bit of stuff. I think that's you know. The thing of being successful is people. Yeah. Well, now I feel bad because people are going to burden him. But he's a very good guy. He was going to do it for me, which I thought was super duper so cool. So nice. He's so great. Um, uh, clubs are hard, especially New York City clubs. Uh, if it's a person, if you were if you were an underrepresented group, if you were a woman or a person of color or, or in the LGBT community, I think someone of, of a similar background might be excited to help you out. Also, if you're a white man, there's there's like nothing I can do to help you, <laughs> unless you're. And I, it's it, there's very little. That one's really hard. I do have. Uh, I know club bookers who are like, if you have a woman of color, send her my way. Uh-huh. And I've seen that like a week later, that person's on that club. And That's then I've so had I've had one where it's like, here's a white guy, and they're like, it's gonna be a year or two before he can showcase. Right. Yeah, there's, that's, I mean, we're, we're at the end of the time here, but I'd like we can to cut circle, five minutes. I'd we, like to circle back to that in more depth at some point. I think that the works. racial component, I don't want to dive into on I this know. one. Another that, that's thing. A, that's a, that's a, that was a heavy subject to bring up. Right another now. thing is, uh, we can cut some off the beginning too. If you want to do an extra five. Um, the, the other thing is, is, uh, asking to open for people. I don't think you should ever ask to I, it's just never worked. Like, really? they're, they're, how do you pick wh- someone to open for you? It's usually someone who I feel is ahead of me. You, you always think that really? when, once you get to a certain level in comedy, you're going to help people below you. But a lot of times, when you get to my level in comedy, I'll see people who've been doing it for long who I think are funnier, who have less uh, uh, money opportunities and 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 have less of a career. And I'd, I'd rather help them. I'd rather pick a more veteran comic to a comic to open for me. Yeah. Rather than someone new. It makes sense. I mean, you want to ultimately have the best show possible. Mm-hmm. So, 
Ideally, what you want to do is... I can see people doing the opposite, though, of wanting someone who's going to make them look good in comparison. Does that yeah. happen? Yeah. Oh, bad comics do that. Yeah. I don't always pick... That's fair. I don't always pick veteran comics, but there are, like, so many people I started with who have helped me out that I want to return the favor to. That makes sense. Rather than doing it. And I don't I don't, I don't, don't get angry at a comic. Because I get a lot of people like, hey, I'd love to open for you. Because uh, I put jokes about it every now and then. Uh, and I'm like, it's not going to be a stranger out of the blue. It's going to be someone I'm, oh, right. I'm pretty close with. But you're still pretty close with a lot of the people you started comedy with. And yes. A lot of them are super talented. Yeah. But I, I can't think... I haven't had a college opener in a while, but... Don't directly ask. I guess the idea is you want to put it in their mind without directly asking for it because... You want to what, be a mind controller. What, what you want, ideally, is for that person to think they that. came up with the idea. The fun of asking for an opener is getting to feel like Oprah. You get, get to open yeah. for me and you get to open for me. Right? But, but if, if they come and ask, then it really spoils that, that unboxing ceremony. I guess. I don't know. So I, you have to you have to be a fucking hypnotist of put the idea in my head without it coming out of your mouth. Yeah, every comic also has to be a psychologist and like understand how to manipulate people, but like in a fun way. In a fun way. But like make it cool. That's your job though. It is. Yeah, that's true. But I do it for like money. Yeah. <laughs> Not like I don't know. I also Let's, do it on behalf of a company, which for some reason feels different. Oh, it's all the same shit. Whatever. I, I am experiencing this myself right now. So I, I am opening for a much more successful comic. Yeah. I didn't ask to. I just happened to be around. Can you imagine how that should... It would just, I'm sure if I had asked to, I, he wouldn't have had the same response. I would completely agree with that. But I came around, just said, hi, how you been? But you uh, didn't, I nostalgized honest, for a moment, and that was about it. You didn't have any intent. I don't think you ever for one second no, thought you were... No, I never considered. I never considered it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to help? <laughs> Who would want a straight white guy as an opener, right? Uh, yeah. Is that... I don't know. I don't know. Is that as big of a thing as... Cause I, I you, wouldn't. You I know I wouldn't. Long, I wouldn't want to straight. At the end of the day, I mean, I look. We're still like, doing great. Yeah, you're fine. You're on most lineups. Like majority of most lineups are straight white guys. So I don't understand fully this like big. Not to get into this, but this, okay, I mean, we just but, went through a lineup at a very prominent club here in New York, and there is one woman on it. So like, where are all these women? Come? Like, where I'm not talking about women. We're talking about straight white guys. Okay, the rest were straight. Well, actually, to be fair, were the rest straight white guys? What lineup? I don't want to call out a club, prominent club that we were discussing earlier today. Oh, that's a different club. I think that's just their thing. That's, that's the thing club. is that like. But like cellar, I went up at the cellar the other night, and uh, it was I was the fourth or fifth comic on the line, fifth, and I got to open with the joke of finally some diversity on this stage because I was the first white person on the show. And that's that's nice to that's to rare. have that joke. Very rare. Yeah. I guess I don't know. It's tough. there is a uh, <laughs> if Vulture is listening or Vice is listening. Yes, there is a diversity problem in comedy. I'm not going to deny that part of it. Like obviously, yeah. obviously, white well, white men I mean, are overrepresented just... relative to the population. But are they overrepresented relative to the demographics of open mics? And I would that's, I that's... would agree. You're right in terms of like actual amount of folks. In comedy, majority are straight white men. But my argument, and I have the same question a lot with, um, so I'm in a cyber, I'm at work at a cybersecurity company, which mm-hmm. is tech. Tech is already notoriously low in terms of female, um, you know, employment. Security is possibly one of the worst industries out there. I think we have fifteen percent. It's ridiculous. It's very bad. Very bad. So I am almost always the only woman, almost exclusively yeah. in meetings. Um, and it's, it's really frustrating because people talk about like, first of all, there's not enough people who know how to do things in security as a whole, but then there's also like, well, there's no women, you know, applying for these jobs. And I'm like, you're making it to where the requirements for them just automatically exclude them. So in a weird way, like I feel like open mics are, they're pretty unfriendly to women. And I know this because I've been to a lot of them and you know, you'll get off stage and someone will make like a joke about women like immediately after you. That does not as frequently in New York, thankfully, has Brooklyn and a lot of really great places where, you know, that's not okay. But what did Demetria Dixon say? She said 15% women, right? In comedy? 
In Houston comedy, there's someone who... Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm not, I don't know the numbers, but I know it's low. I mean, there's no arguing that. Yeah. And um, so as a result, like, how do you make it more friendly? And I think, frankly, like, in the last 10, 5, 10 years or so, there's been a lot more female comics who have been, you know, successful because mm-hmm. there's an audience for that. And that's probably why I started doing comedy is because I, before I loved comedy as a kid and I just never thought I could do it because I've never seen someone like me doing it. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, this is it's getting so... This is a great segue to our next week's topic, gender and open mics. Gender and open mics. Yeah. I don't we know. It's just it so one. exhausting. Let's not dive into demographics. Uh, any, anything to, to cinch up on, you know, recommendations and asking for help. I mean, I'm so, I have no... Basically, I don't know what the process is there, and I'm just so terrified of, like, making someone mad or, like, you know, offending someone that I've just not asked at all. So, if anyone has a great template (laughs) or a good strategy beyond what Matthew kind of described here, uh, let me know. It is is ninja moves. You have to to look needy but grateful. Needy but uh, grateful. Cool. Well... I'm sure that made things even scarier, but don't don't ask directly unless it's something you're really tight with, is my advice. All right. All well, right. Goodbye. And just a reminder, I'm going to be in Chicago uh, at Zany's Comedy Club from March, open to my calendar, 18th through 21st. Oh, perfect. Uh, perfect. Zany's, time. come check it out. Because I think this will come out on the 9th-ish, unless we do another re-scramble of the dates. So that gives you guys a week and a half to buy tickets. Buy tickets. They're going to sell out. Fly to Chicago. If you don't live in Chicago, everyone fly there to watch him at Zany's in March. So Matthew, you want me to turn off the recording? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, we can cut into this. You don't need to stop recording. You can just find a good a good timestamp. Oh. And we just overshoot by two minutes. So you're just gonna give me some more editing to do? Pretty simple editing. Okay, you can do it. Fine. Clipping Sorry. a new start time's fruity. It's not like cutting out a what was the word we cut out of the old last episode? You can't say it because I'm not cutting that shit out. Mouth it to me. Is that a name? I can't. I'm not good at reading mouthed words, this apparently. Not, you're just trying to get me more work to do. No. So I do all of the editing, which you can blame bad audio on Matthew, but good editing can be blamed on me. What do they say? Uh, success has many fathers. Failure is always an orphan. I don't know if they say that, but I they. like it. But I like it. They. That's a famous just philosopher. The, the folks... That's what Trump Either. does. So brilliant. Trump's always just like, I, people have been saying. People. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, and maybe, he also. Maybe he has an asshole friend named People. Yeah. And like, he's just like, People's such a dick to me all the time. <laughs> he'll say it to himself too. He'll also just like, he'll just say it to someone and they'll say it back to him and be like, see? <laughs> you know, or he'll, he'll, instead of making accusations, he'll ask them as questions. I mean, like, is this the best the stock market's ever been under a president? I don't know. But like it's, that he asked it, you suddenly believe it? It's, it's so br- great. <laughs> His rhetoric is brilliant. I mean, all, I mean, I don't like all, him. All him obviously. aside, just the way he goes about doing his... His, his rhetorical tactics. Rhetor- yeah, exactly. They're so good. Because you be- can't beat it. Because it's not, found, it's not cemented on normal speaking patterns. No. It's, so there's no way to argue a question, a leading question. You can't just say, what? <laughs> yes. He has a he does a double bind. Oh, I remember yeah. watching. That was, oh, that was like five years ago now. Yeah, it was. That was like in the debates yeah, early on. It was Jeb Bush. He did, yes. he did the, uh, oh, wow, look at low energy Jeb. Why don't, you, why don't you try to give us more energy, Jeb? And then he's stuck with either staying low energy or caving the, to yes, the demand yes, of having higher right. energy. And it's like either way, he's acknowledging and like putting, giving him truth in what he stated by either reaction. Yeah, yeah, he's wow. good. I would hate to roast battle him. He'd be. <laughs> he would come very ill prepared or hire a writer, but like the in between stuff. I don't even think he'd hire. He'd hire and then fire a writer who would just. Because the writer would write real stuff and he'd be like, no. Like, that's just, you just need to throw craziness at right. him. 
and how do you respond? Do you remember? Do you remember when he gave the, the speech at the? It was some like New York Catholic club, and it was like a few nights before the election, and Hillary went up with like a well written. It was supposed to be like a, a fun roasty thing. They both went there in like good spirits and. Oh. Uh, it's supposed to be like lighthearted jabs. I love my, okay, also I love how they do. I'm sorry, just a quick aside, how they force candidates to like you know because pretend all of that stuff that you're basing your entire life on doesn't really matter. Yeah. So for tonight, we're just normal people, just having fun. Yeah. We're, May I continue? You could go. <laughs> the first time. It was. It was. Uh, Hillary had a joke from it that was. Uh, New York City, when you look at out there at the Statue of Liberty, you see freedom, hope, prosperity. When Trump looks at it, he sees a four. I'm sorry. I fucked up the joke. Statue of Liberty. Statue I said Statue of Liberty. Liberty. You said New York City. God I got, damn it. I, you. Let's restart the episode. That's <laughs> it. We're restarting the episode. You dumb shit. No, oh, I fucked it up. But then Trump went up with no jokes. He was just being like, she's evil. She's bad. Right, and he honestly, got booed. That's the more honest approach to it. Because he He's thought like, he was about to lose. Why am I? Why would I come up here and just have a fun conversation with yeah. this lady where my entire thing is that she's evil? Well, he knew. He also knew nothing was resting on it. He knew that there was no votes decided in that room. It was too close to the election. It was too small of an audience. So he just went up there angry no, and there's, bitter. There's no, one. No, it was, it, was, it was part of his. Oh, at no. that point, he was part of the um, spread the narrative of, a, of, of, a, of election interference on her behalf. Remember in Clint oh, Watts' yeah, book, yeah, yeah. At, that, at that point he was like, well, once once I lose, which I'm definitely going to lose, I need to say that the election was rigged. And I think that's I where he was moving towards already. This was days before the election. Trump is pretty good at, and yeah. it's picking a stance and then just like hammering home like three key points. Like not how? even, not good points, but just like Hillary's evil. That's that's his main narrative, and just repeat oh, yeah. it in different Senator variations. Sent her to prison. Senator, yeah, and then he has like. But he but he couldn't even explain. Races. He couldn't even explain what she did. He'd be like, well, what were her criminal things? Irrele- She's the most corrupt. But no, but what did she actually do? She deserves to be in prison. Okay, but why does she exactly. deserve to be in prison? But that's my my point is that he was like, people don't give a shit about the details because yeah. you know 